up, you guys? Welcome to Ratchet Dojo Radio. I am your host, Ro The Show. In this podcast, we're going to take you down, pass your guard, and then steal your girl. Thanks for tuning in. Hey guys, welcome to Ratchet Dojo Radio. If this is your first time listening and you were wondering what this podcast is about, this podcast is all about jujitsu and everything that revolves around it. Before I introduce to you our guests, I have to do some housekeeping. So first, if you like this podcast and you're getting something out of it, please tell one of your BJJ friends about it. And please hit that subscribe button. We drop new content every Monday and Wednesday and you do not want to miss them. Mondays, we have our Ratchet Roundtable and we talk about our experiences moving up the ranks. We offer you advice that may help you in your pursuit of black belt. Wednesdays, we talk to our Ratchet experts that are also jiu-jitsu practitioners and offer you advice in their chosen field of work. So you don't want to miss these. Second, and this is how we pay the bills. Please go to RatchetDojo.com and support the cause by purchasing one of our limited edition t-shirts for only $35. Welcome to Ratchet Dojo and remember, everyone can get a little ratchet. What is up you guys? Welcome to another edition of the Ratchet Roundtable. Tonight, we are going to be talking about brown belts, what it takes to be one, what it takes to represent. As always, I am joined by my cast of characters. Uh, Tonight, joining me once again is uh, Black Belt Orlando Reimer. Supposed to say hello, Orlando. Oh, what's up? What's up, my people? (laughs) (laughs) And, uh... Two of my friends who are actually brown belts. So, Chris Palmasano, as usual, and G in a Gi. What's up? What's up, fellas? What's going on? How you doing? How you doing? Oh, the music ended. <laughs> That's what happens. <laughs> yeah, we cut off the music for the brown belt. Yeah, okay. well, you know, can't get enough too short sometimes, but, uh, you know, brown belt, <laughs> belt rank. Anyways, what's up? How's, how's everything, you guys? How's your week? It's going, man. You know, I don't know. Things days go like a week goes like in a day, man. Things are just going so fast. So I the same thing every day. Yeah, it's all a blur, man. Yeah, it's like it's like Groundhog Day. I've been riding my bike around the around like Queens. It's pretty cool. Like since the cars are still not really on the roads, but they're starting to pick up, which kind of sucks. Yeah. So to be honest, uh, last week I was pretty uh, uh, sad uh, with the state of the world as it is. You know, you got, um, you know, protesting and, you know, uh, police, uh, um, you know, all this, all this nonsense going on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What's up with that? Like, you know, I mean, like, I I know we never had an opportunity. This is not a political show and or religious, uh, but you know what? When I saw that guy stick his knee or that police officer stick his knee, I mean, even in jujitsu, right? That's kind of like a scumbag move, wouldn't you say? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, but and- man, sometimes that was I, so fucked up. I, I just feel like it, it just goes so much deeper, man. Like you know, I think no matter where mankind is, you can put us on the on the on Mars, and we'll still eventually kill each other. You know what I mean? I think. It's oh just, yeah, we'll find a way to get fucking hate one another. Yeah, it's 
I don't know, man. I think it's just like it's just like a moral thing. I don't know. I don't know. This can get real deep real quick and yeah. Like, All right, let's not go down that rabbit hole then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, we're yeah, not yeah. in a we're not that kind of a podcast. <laughs> we we don't live in California, so we can't get the right stuff. We to, can't uh, get we get can't that. get all intellectual. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's hard to it's hard to like you know step over. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's 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 everywhere. But um, anyway, I I did miss the the Gucci uh, looting um, segment. <laughs> I could have gotten me I'm, some Gucci, some Bucci. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not gonna lie. I went on Craigslist. I was like, let me see if you do the watch Rolex on Craigslist. Oh man, that's actually a oh great that idea. Rolex shit was fake though. <laughs> it's like three million dollars of Rolexes, bro. No way. Yeah, no, but that was fake. No, it was fake. Like, it, it the Rolex was like, yo, we took our watches out of that place like weeks ago. Oh, thank God I bought me a Rolex and a Craigslist. You'd go to jail if you bought that. Shit. Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You can't buy stolen goods like that. You get in trouble. Yeah. Yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> they look real, though. <laughs> sure, G. <laughs> the five finger discount. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway. All right, guys, let's talk about being a brown belt. <laughs> Do you guys remember that? Chris, you're a brown belt. Uh, G, you're a brown belt. Orlando, you remember being a brown belt? Yeah, dude. It was it was a good year for me. Good, Well, good, like five years for me, pretty much. Was it five years? Jeez. Uh, I don't know. It was a long time, dude. Oh, I don't yeah, know. you're right. Anyway. It must have been like five. I think I was, it was like five years. Probably All right. So. so let's open up the, you know, the platform here. So. When you think about brown belt, what what goes on your mind? What goes through your mind? I should say. Oh man, I I uh, like I competed a lot during that time, and I I gained like once they put that brown belt on me, I gained like so much confidence because I was like, man, I can go against black belts, and if I get my my ass taken in me, I'm like big deal. But if I kick their ass, I know I'm ready, you know. <laughs> 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 but uh yeah man it was it was awesome it was awesome it's like that and then you kind of get that feeling like you know what? i'm gonna make it like purple belt you get like a sense of confidence but brown belt you're like i'm dead bro you gotta you're gonna have to dynamite me out of this out of this school for me to not get my, my black belt you know <laughs> yeah it's like it, you're it's already too late to quit right it's like you're there it's like if you quit now then i don't know yeah it's like throwing money out of a window yeah pretty much <laughs> Uh, how about you guys? Hey, how so about you, cool. other guys? <laughs> Take it, Jay. Um, I just want to say one phrase. I I was finally able to start doing this. Niba, I can do a niba. A niba. <laughs> oh yeah, I've been doing that since blue belt. <laughs> I think white belt actually. <laughs> no white belt for sure. <laughs> white belt. Well, I mean, our school doesn't like teach all that stuff until you know, brown belt, but, you know, I spoke to Master Sky uh, last week and, you know, off the bat, they're like teaching it, you know, obviously they have to create a context around it, but some schools do teach knee bars, you know, <laughs> as a white belt. So what do yeah, you think? I mean, I mean, that's like the whole competition scene is like knee bars, leg locks, like jujitsu just evolved that, you know, towards that, that game. So if you're not learning that, you're kind of, you're, you're a, a generation behind, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I get, that, I, like, I get really nervous when I go after people's legs, though. Yeah. That's just personal, though. But yeah, I think, like, another problem is, like, if you never learn knee bars, your game develops around the fact that it's never meant to address that problem. 
so like especially when i rolled with chris and like he started really getting into like the straight ankle locks and the heel hooks holy crap like like chris if he wanted he could go after me like every you know he could dictate how many times i can get tapped out in a round <laughs> yeah and and it feels like suspicious every time somebody's around your leg you know trying to do some something weird he's like ah ah it's just yeah, they're not it messes, like, they it, don't have any experience with it. You get fucked. Yeah, it messes with your uh, your, your subconscious. Well, it sounds it like run a little bit. Somebody somebody mentioned knee bar, and then all of a sudden, you know, we're down another rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Mercury's in retrograde, you guys. Mercury's in retrograde. <laughs> But but when somebody like some some somebody new goes to the school and says, Hey yo, is it all right if I we do leg locks and knee bars and whatever? And that's like it's like red flag to me. That's like I have to kick your ass. I gotta whoop your ass right now. <laughs> just for even letting that come out your mouth. I mean, like whenever you, you um you roll with somebody from the Eastern European block, you know that's coming. <laughs> that's that's usually the, the case too. Sambo guys. Oh, the Sambo guys, man. <laughs> anyway, so let's go back to the topic. Uh, you know, so when you guys think about brown belt, what what pops up in your mind, Chris? For brown belt in general? Yeah, you know, when you when you think about brown belt, like you know, once upon a time we were all blue, purple belt, and we were like, damn, brown belts are like gods, you know. <laughs> at least that's the way I looked at it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, definitely the like what Orlando was saying of like if you've made it this far, it's like pretty crazy to think about stopping. Obviously, like with what's going on in the world, you know, we're not training right now, but like you got to keep going until the black belt. And and definitely for brown belt for me was like just doing a lot more teaching, whether like informally or formally, where like, you know, I'm pretty confident at this point that like at least the things I'm good at, like I'm good enough to teach. Whereas when I was like a purple belt and people would ask me about this leg lock or this and that, I definitely didn't have the same confidence to be like, okay, this is the right way. Like you do this exact grip and whatever. I was just like, I don't know. I'm just some purple belt. Like I might have this wrong. You have authority now, right? Teaching authority. Authority. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Authority. It's like both the authority and like the confidence that that I think go hand in hand. Well, I mean, you've done it so long (laughs) that like, yeah, I mean, you're almost, you're definitely in a position to teach. What is like eight years to achieve your brown belt? Yeah. About. Depends, but yeah. I mean, Evan's on like 25 years. What is it? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Poor guy. Poor guy. Sorry, he's not here to defend himself. That was a cheap joke. Uh, <laughs> that was low, Chris. That was low. Mercury's in retrograde, right? That's true. Oh, it is. I do it. Yes, Oh, damn. Anyway, so... Can you guys remember the time that you actually did get your brown belt and, you know, what, what went through your mind? Man, uh, I was like, oh, they done messed up now. I'm, I'm, coming, I'm coming for you, baby. <laughs> now, as soon as I got my brown belt, I just started competing. Bom, 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 bom. It just kind of just opened up a new door for me. I was just like super confident. And I was like, I just got my belt. So this is the time to compete. Because like, if I lose, no big deal. I just got my belt. If I win big deal because I just got my, my belt. You know what I mean? So it just kind of, <laughs> that's, that's like my, in my opinion, when you first, like when you 
when you first get a when you get a new belt, it's the best time to compete because there's less pressure and it's a big deal when you win and not such a big deal when you lose. Mm-hmm. That's kind of and that's kind of when I realized that at brown belt. Yo, but you went on terror though in your brown belt. Oh yeah, I was I was that was like the best time. I I went to you. I, I did the Europeans, won the Europeans, did the world, the world, the world. Yeah, yeah. So and then you know all the like New York stuff, but it was it was fun, man. But like you know, I was there wasn't as much pressure, you know, because like I said, I just got my belt. So I was like, all right, I can get away with like getting my ass whooped, which nobody wants to do, wants, wants to happen. But not having that pressure allowed me to, to be more free, you know, and just have more fun in the, in the competition scene. That's great. So, That's great. How about you guys? Yeah, man. Chris, G, man. G? You take it, Jake. Oh, okay. I mean, for me, it's like, <laughs> no, when I got my drum, but I'm like, I just had this immediate thought. I was like, you sure? You guys want to give me this? Because <laughs> I'm like, I don't think I'm that great. <laughs> and that, then afterwards, like, what I liked about it mostly was just uh, when I rolled in school, was like, I can at least tell white belts, just be like, I could outright refuse to roll with them. Not that I, like, I think I'm better than them. I just, like, I really get, like, really scared around white belts because like, they always do crazy shit where, like, like, I'll get poked in the eye or, like, kicked in the balls and it's like, ah. God damn it. <laughs> I, I think I think they're just nervous, dude, because I remember when I was like a white and blue and a and a and I would roll with a brown or a black, I'll be yeah. you know, like you're a little spazzy still. Like I was I was a spaz, bro. But you know, as you get as you learn technique, you kinda of start refining yourself. But I would be like nervous with I'll I'll be so excited to roll with a brown belt or a black belt. You know, but oh man, I've been kicked in the balls way too many times by white belts. I'm just like, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, when 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 I was a a white belt and um, a brown belt actually hyperextended my arm because I asked him to roll. God damn! I guess he was trying to teach me a lesson. (laughs) 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 So my my right arm can't straighten out. So uh, from that, (laughs) and then when I was when I was like still, yeah, still. So oh god, did I get it checked out? No, I didn't get it checked out. And then, uh, as a as a blue belt, you know, whenever I roll with a a, a brown belt, I was like, "All right, it's on, motherfucker!" You know, <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't. I knew I couldn't beat him, but I was like, "Yo, I'm gonna fucking, you know, like go ape shit." You know, it was like eighty. Yeah, nothing to lose. You got you got to go for it. <laughs> and I'm sure they hated rolling with me, but fuck it. <laughs> no, but that's the mentality you have to have. Like, if you're a lower belt. And you get called by like a brown belt or a black belt, you gotta you gotta be like, yo, I'm not gonna let you smash me. You know what I mean? <laughs> yo, uh, I'll offer a counterpoint and say you don't have to do that. <laughs> <laughs> that like, <laughs> there's just been enough times where that's happened, and it's just like if they're like rolling above a certain intensity, like I can't make it a slow and controlled, you know, technical thing. Like I kind of do have to smash them because like, I'm not going to get injured with this person going crazy. Whereas if they just like go a little bit more reasonable pace, I'm happy to like open up and like let them go for stuff and kind of like play, play the game back and forth a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely the way you have to, if they, if they give you that, like you said, if they give you the opportunity where they're not being total spazzes, right? I'm glad there's an adult in the, Pod, on the podcast tonight. 
you got to go crazy every roll. <laughs> yo, fuck him up. <laughs> yo, but I, I've heard that before. Like, yo, fuck him up. Blue belt, purple belt. It's, a, it's that phrase. If you ain't first, you're last. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> Ricky Bobby. If you oh. ain't first, you're last. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. Now I get it. That was, that was a good one. Yeah. <laughs> Shake it, babe, baby. Shaking me. As long as you make them tap first. <laughs> oh, yeah, brown belt was like was kind of crazy for me. I um I, I I remember when like you know I competed a lot as a purple belt and I, I wanted to earn that brown. You know what I'm saying? So when when it was time to get promoted, I was like, yeah, I I I deserve this. You know what I mean? There was like no doubt in my mind that like I I did I earned it. You know what I'm saying? But you know, being a brown belt is is different now. It's like everything that was like as a purple ball, the way you did things, now I had to be more mindful about how I'm fucking up. Does that make sense to you guys? Yeah, I know. I, I feel like I'm I'm actually yeah. making more of an effort to fine tune the things I do compared to purple belt because purple belt was just more like I can see a technique and then sort of replicate it, but I didn't give too much a shit about like how accurately I was doing it. But now at brown belt, I'm like I started a half a step too too far to the right or too far to the left. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a really interesting belt rank. Yeah, and and I've, I've been called out by like Marcelo, like when I was brown, I would be I'll do something stupid, and he's like, "Bro, you're a brown, bro. What do you you know that doesn't work? <laughs> you know, like <laughs> get with it, bro. Like that's that's trash." In a nice way, in a nice Marcelo way. <laughs> yeah, he, he. I remember. I remember like my first week as a brown belt, and he he like literally looked at my belt and was like, "You're a brown belt. What the hell are you tying your belt like that for?" <laughs> So I had to learn how to, after all this, all these years, I had to learn to retie my belt. I kind of want to see like how, how, what that looks like. Dude, he made me do that. Um, I think when I got my purple belt, he like made me retie it up there and I was still pretty young and I was like so fucking embarrassed and I didn't know how to tie it properly. Oh, man. And then like legit, like every single belt promotion since then, I like double and triple check that it's like tied correctly. <laughs> like fucking got scored from that shit. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Yeah, it's a, it's a weird thing when he like corrects you because you're like, damn, I knew I shouldn't have done that. You get that little cold sweat. Like... <laughs> Yeah. My trashy jujitsu, or ratchet, my ratchet jujitsu. Ratchet jujitsu. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's pretty cool though. Like at Brown Belt, it is more like that fine tuning aspect is just constantly there now. It's just something I never, ever, never considered. Even when I ask questions to other people, it's like it's not a general question of like how do I do an armbar. It's general question. Well, the question is a little more specific. It's like, how do I ensure that like the elbows rotate it to a certain degree, or if I isolated the shoulder correctly so they can't roll out of it? Yeah, it's just that that constant refinement, right? That's like yeah. the belt that you kind of get really sharp. Well, and like you can you can like formulate and think about and ask those like more specific questions, right? Like when something goes wrong. I feel like whether purple belt, certainly blue belt, or just like, oh, he just got out. Like, I don't know yeah. what happened. And mm-hmm. I feel like now for the most part, like, I'll have some sense of like, oh, he like rotated, like, oh, this part slipped. And I'll kind of be able to like ask better questions of, you know, my partners or the coaches and kind of like get better feedback and like better instruction. Right. And and you have such a, like at Brown Belt, you start developing uh, like a, a deeper understanding of uh, 
body mechanics. You know, like those, like G uh, was saying, like that, the, the, you know, the shoulder and the elbow, and you know, like refining how to how to how to implement the arm bar. You know, so it's, and then you can talk about it, and like you make sense when when you're when you're talking to your coach. You know, instead of saying, "Oh, he just got out." Why? You know, you're starting to the, answer the why. So yeah, man. Like I was saying, I mean, it's just I think that we're starting to we've seen the move so many times. It's just that our it's the same move, but I think our, our questions, like you said, Chris, is like our questions to the details now are, are different. We see it differently now. Brown belt powers. <laughs> <laughs> I actually did think that we, uh, you know, when I got my brown belt, like something magical would happen. Nope, nothing happened. It was just the same <laughs> shit. I had to drill. I had to work on my movements and take the class and... <laughs> Nope. You're like, oh, I finally get the VIP access to the bathroom in the gym. <laughs> it's like that that question that, you know, it, when it's like your birthday and then somebody asks you, so how do you feel now that you're whatever? It's like, uh, you know, I kind of feel the same, actually. <laughs> Just a little Until older. Until you hit now. like 30. Until you hit like 30. Once you pass 30, you're like, damn. Because like everybody's waiting until they get to 21. But it, it kind of is the same thing with the, with, the, with the belt system. It's like, oh, uh, yeah, I got... Now I got my black belt. I'm like, what do I do now? Like the last podcast, you know, it's like every belt is like, what do I do now? <laughs> Especially black belt. Now but back to brown. Back to brown. <laughs> back to brown. <laughs> yeah, you guys are a little far ahead of us still. Oh, man. But I don't know. It's interesting. I think it's like, I'm still, I'm very much just at the beginning of experiencing brown belt. So it's like yeah, a lot of shit is still very new to me. But you've been a brown belt for a while, bro. I know, right? Yo, stop sandbagging. <laughs> what are you talking about? Like three what do you mean now? for a while? It's no, like just started the second year. <laughs> Two years in? Bro, that's not just getting your belt. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> what do you mean? People are a brown belt for like long ass periods of time. So I feel like Yeah, that overall, is true. Like, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, like, what's up with that? Like somebody having their brown belt for like 10 years. What do you guys think about that? Exactly. <laughs> I don't really understand it if they're like really good. There's definitely some people who just like, you know, maybe they take time off of training and they've technically had it for like a long time, but they're not like, you know, out there five, five, six days a week, like improving every day. But for the ones who are just like absolute assassins and like their belt is just tattered and it's like so fucked up that it's turned white again. <laughs> That to me is it's definitely confusing when you go with one of those people and it's like, oh, you're like a three stripe brown belt. Oh, that makes sense. Sure. Like, I mean, you just had me six times, but sure, that makes sense. Like, I mean, we had one at Marcelo that was a uh, an assassin and he was a brown belt forever. I'm not even going to mention names because I don't want to get my ass kicked. But <laughs> <laughs> hey, give me a couple of Why going to fuck you up for that? <laughs> but yeah, they, so I guess I guess it's like a career thing, right? I guess it's like you're a brown belt for 10 years and you're competing like an animal, like an assassin. And I don't know. I, I, I guess they have like certain goals that they want to, um, they want to win every single tournament. I don't, I have no idea, but. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of weird to me too. It's like, man, you're killing everybody. It's like, when are you gonna get your black belt? Like, enough's enough already. Right? <laughs> yeah, that happened a lot oh, at, um, at at you know, in a big academy like uh, Marcelo's. Uh, you know, we know several like brown belts that was tearing up the the competition scene, and at the end of it all, they got like a stripe. <laughs> yeah, 
Good job, buddy. Do it again next year or something like that. I don't. I don't know. What, what yeah, and they're just like tearing to it through everything. I don't. Yeah, it's kind of. I don't know. I don't know what's the purpose of that. I guess because they. I mean, that's their. That's 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 how they're gonna make their living. So I guess they want to like get all the trophies they can. I yeah, guess. but I don't know. but I, you know, does it really count as a brown belt or any anything less than a black belt? If you want to take this to a professional uh, level. I think you have to jump to black belt for those type of guys. Yeah, that's because, what I was just like, going to say. But I mean, the media attention is at black belt for sure. Like you might get a highlight if you destroy and dominate brown belt, but yeah. like, that's few and far in between. Like, but these guys are between. competing in like brown belt and black belt, you know, like the no gi belt, you know? So I don't know. I have, I don't, I don't know what's the purpose of that. Really. Yeah. Like ADCC, like the, what's the, the spider tournament in Korea, like they mix the brown and black belt together. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a strange one. What do you think, Chris? You've been a brown belt for a couple of years now. Uh, just a couple. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for those of you that don't know, for those of you don't don't know, uh, Chris is an absolute monster on the fucking mats, and we always like whenever whenever we roll with, with Chris, we're like, "What the fuck, man? You're still a brown belt? What the fuck, you know?" <laughs> Oh man, yeah. man, it's hard to say because like we don't do a sport with anything objective. You know what I mean? Like I always think about when we go up to the school in Saratoga and they have like on the wall, like here's what the belt test is, and you need to know four of this sweep and five of this and whatever, whatever. And like maybe that's not suitable for black belt, and maybe that isn't even the best system for the other belts. But like. I just think it does mean different things for different people. And like a 23 year old, you know, going to Abu Dhabi, who's a brown belt and is like doing well, has to be held to a different standard than like, you know, a 58 year old, like hedge fund guy who's just doing this as like a hobby. Right, right. Um, so I don't know how you resolve that. Like, I really, I wouldn't know if, if I was, you know, the black belt head coach and like, how do you make it fair to both parties? Like, man, I don't really know. I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on that. I mean, I've never had a student, you know, or, or I don't have an academy, so I, don't, I can't speak f- about that. But I find it very suspect. Suspect, I tell I you. I mean, suspect. like those, it, I think you have to categorize, like, the, the gyms kind of academies make that decision, right? Like they have their competitors on one side and then they have the guys who bring the money in. And so you kind of have to pay that lift service to the guys who pretty much bankroll the entire academy. And whereas for the guys who are competitors, it's like their track is to constantly get better and become the best within their class. So it's like you, you will, you will like sort of grade them according to that competitor's class opposed to those guys who are like having a, doing it for fun and be like, yeah. But, you know, you put food on my table. <laughs> but, like, do you think it should be measuring something more than, like, you know, like, how many arms you're collecting on the mat? Like, especially for black belt, like, should it be incorporating, like, I don't know, how good you are at teaching or, like, how nice you are to people or, or any other things? Or, or what do you think? From my experience, you know, at least, you know, at Marcelo's, I know conduct was, was, was a big factor for Marcelo. You know, you can't be like posting dumb shit on social media because I, I know that he want he, he was he made it very clear that he wanted the person or the people around him to be able to be around his, you know, kids in a sense So if, if I'm constantly sticking on my middle finger on social media, you know, what does that tell the world about me? 
Yeah. And it reflects on him, right? Yeah, it's a reflection. Yeah, right? it definitely does. Because, like, he's supposed to be, like, the guy who's always been on the straight path and, like, he's always been humble and always been considerate and all of a sudden, like, I don't know, he gives it to... That's a funny example. <laughs> who was that guy in the UFC who just pretended to be, like, a huge Trump supporter and got his jaw destroyed? I forgot his name. I already forgot his name. That's oh, so it's bad. probably better off oh, if man, you forgot his name. You know, Kobe. Kobe Covington? Is that what it was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like, he took on that persona and role of being that crazy and, like, Trump supporter and possibly racist just to make his shit fly. But, yeah, like, I mean, you, and that's the thing. Like, if you're, if you're, like, in the fight game, you have to, you have to put yourself out there, right? Like, yeah. oh, yeah. Know, no, you, you, gotta have, you need that character. Everybody needs a character. Yep. And the villain is the most fun one to play. <laughs> being the villain or, you know, being the hero, one or the other, right? But you can't just be like, you know. <laughs> I actually did a podcast with a former UFC fighter, Philippe Nover. And um, mm-hmm. he was uh, he was in UFC. He was in Bellator. And he oh, he was also the, the, he was at the Tough House finalist uh, right. at the house. Okay. Um, he's like Filipino. And uh, he talked about like, you know, what it, took for him to stand out. He said that, um, you know, during the, I guess the qualifications to get into the house, he was supposed to grapple someone. And he said off the bat, he just like stripped all the way down to his underwear. <laughs> I was like, why the hell did he do that? <laughs> it's because he wanted to get noticed. And obviously <laughs> that'll get you noticed. So he said, all he had was his, like his underwear and a cup. <laughs> And he, oh my he, like, god! Submitted the guy, you know. So and he oh, triangle, he triangled him. Yeah, dude. <laughs> so for those of you that want to hear that full story, like oh it. man, this this story was like crazy. But uh, yeah, Philippe Nover, uh, I'm dropping it tomorrow, so I think that's episode 24. Well, I'm definitely listening. But yeah, but yeah, this is you know the fight game is different. You know, jujitsu. It's Gordon Ryan is a great example, right? He he's he's clearly creating a completely different paradigm as far as like how jujitsu should be. You know what I'm saying? It's like Marcelo's Academy is like very humble and, and, you know, Gordon's promoting like, you know, like different things, you know what I mean? But it makes him stand out. Yeah, that's for sure, man. Generational differences, right? Like he, like he, he understands like his money is going to come a lot from that social media aspect and, yeah, you know he gets called up a lot because like he's willing to be that guy. I mean, I, I've met Gordon like randomly twice, and he's always been very chill. I actually met him on the train one time. It was pretty chill, dude. Yeah. I was like, "Yo, you look like Gordon. You look like that jiu-jitsu guy, Gordon Ryan. You Gordon Ryan? He had like a beard. He's like, "Yeah, that's me. I got a beard this time." I'm like, "Oh, what's up, bro?" Uh... Oh man. Like going up to it's like going up to any celebrity and like you know you look like that guy but you're not really him are you? But I remember the 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 like the brown belt like dream team like rivalry you know with Enzo's yeah it was like okay, oh, cool. yeah, those those were like crazy times man <laughs> I really thought we were gonna, cool, I really thought we were gonna like go to Forty Second Street and and have a rumble. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm, too old, I'm too old to do rumbles, bro. <laughs> After uh, like 35, you're like, eh, I'm good, bro. Thanks. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, all right. Let's get back My to the to brown belt. Was like- <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, all right. So I have a question for you guys, uh, Chris and G. You guys are, are brown belts. So what are you guys bumping up against or where are your thought process concerning your jujitsu? Just in terms of like making progress or? Yeah. What are you trying to develop? Oh, man. Um, I think it's a lot about like, at least for me, kind of like stripping things away. And, you know, I'm doing a lot of like side control pressure and a lot of, you know, like heavy pressure passing, you know, simplifying my bottom game to kind of like, you know, the upper lower, like attack the leg lock if they defend, attack the upper body. But it's just getting rid of a lot of stuff. Like it's just, you know, I'm doing half guard, pretty much just that. Like maybe if something else comes up, but I've just really like refined and eliminated a lot of stuff and just getting like as much feedback and as many reps in the things that like, you know, I'm focusing on. And I'm not that worried like, oh, what about your closed guard flower sweep? Or like, oh, maybe you should learn spider guard, whatever. And it's like, nah, I like, I'm good for now. I'll, I'll maybe consider some of that back again when I'm a black belt and maybe looking for other stuff to do. But like, there's so much refining I can still do on these things that, that I want to be like really, really, really good at. Like, you know, be really focused on those areas. I feel that. Yeah. And I feel like I'm doing the same. Cause yeah. like, it's, it's like, it's the move that I feel very comfortable with that I know I want to like have as a huge part of my game. It, it's more of like, wait, maybe like I need to adjust my foot here and place my weight there. It's just not the huge, it's not the overall move itself, but like the placement of my weight um, and understanding like how much space I'm yielding and what, 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 what allows the, what allows the opponent to like recover something like a really bad habit I didn't notice till now. And I'm just like, wow, now I'm seeing it after like eight years. This is bullshit. (laughs) 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 Kind of like that. I'm actually, um, man, I'm I'm thinking about like when the gym's open, like, you know, like what's going to happen because, you know, like jujitsu is so dependent on like other people, you know, and like being able to like, grab you know grips and and reactions and timing and like it's really a a a, a martial art that you have to be you're constantly connected to somebody and it's just like now we're gonna doing be doing these solo drills and you know like it, what's gonna happen like I, how am i gonna develop my jujitsu you know as a black guy honestly like, like i that's a question i can't seem to like figure like have an answer answer for myself because I'm like there's only so much I can do by myself before I'm like until I finally like I just need a physical human body who's going to resist me to actually understand if my plan or my approach is correct right. or if like if I did get the technique drilled down completely like once the guy breaks your grip boom what's next you know what I mean yeah. it's like, <laughs> it's like there's, there's a chain of events that have to occur in jiu-jitsu well, you got to shrimp and then you got to reverse shrimp and then you got to do a back roll and then you got to do a Granby roll, right? Bam. Bam. Solo drill. And then you got to scroll. Day. Scroll again. Scroll again. No hero landing? I want to do hero landing. <laughs> Just turtle, bruh. You got to turtle. <laughs> no, nah, totally. Like, I don't know, especially, I mean, you guys, you guys are black belts, but we're, you know, pretty, pretty advanced at this thing too. Like I get if you're like more just starting, there's like a ton of stuff that you could improve your movement, but like, I don't know, you can't really refine your, 
you know, arm bar to triangle to back take or whatever, like solo. I don't know how you can do that. Like, I don't know if anyone knows if, if you can, it, this really hasn't been tried. So the, yeah. so the question is, can you get promoted after enough of those in six months? Are you talking about those online, uh, like black belt brochures that have been popping up? Hey, listen. This episode is sponsored by Gracie University. You can sign up with our promo code. <laughs> Ratchet Gracie promo code. <laughs> you get 3%. Oh, well, well, bro, they're ahead of the game, bro. They, they got up. that online thing. Yo. Locked, locked down. Rainer. Honestly, right? That Rainer. model like still works. Gracie yeah. Garage, man. What is this name? Rainer? Is it Rainer? And Rainer? Still- How do you pronounce that guy's name? Hainer? Rainer? Rainer Gracie. I mean, ours right? is pronounced H sounds in, in Portuguese, All right. right? So Hainer so Gracie Hainer. is like, you know, talking. He's in the back, like, you know, laughing all the way to the bank right now. You know what I'm saying? The Jews, they, they, they got it like that. They're, they're brilliant. Dude, that family's been loaded for a while. Like, they weren't really struggling with money ever. They just made more. Uh. Yeah. Well, they're like jujitsu royalty. Anyway, but you gotta, you gotta like join a Gracie garage. Seriously, like what Evan and Justin are doing or whatever. Like, yeah. you gotta find someone who has mats and like you gotta Dude, find a way to train. You know what I mean? Like, I bought some. I bought some mats. It was like a hundred dollars for a four by eight. Yeah, but who, nice. who's coming to your house? You know what I mean? You're all the way in Flushing, <laughs> Queens, or <laughs> no? I'm just hitting up my I'm just hitting up my friends to do jujitsu. Oh, okay. some of them were cops. He's cool. putting up ads on Craigslist. <laughs> <laughs> Want to train? Oh, uh, all right. So as as far as uh, brown ball is concerned, for me, you know, it, it was really an opportunity to look at like what's working and why that worked. Does that make sense? It's like, it's yeah, not yeah, like, it oh shit, it works. You know, no, it's like, why did it work? Or, you know, why did that fail? You know, like you said, Chris is like, why, you know, asking the right questions. And um, yeah, that's when I really started to learn jujitsu, I guess, because it's like, I started to like ask the right questions. Also, you know, I, I kind of realized that like jujitsu is like not about me anymore. It's kind of like, oh, okay. It's like my training partners is for my training partners. And yeah, like I'm representing an academy, uh, you know, in, in my, in the, in the case that I, when I was training at MGA, it's like, you know, I was representing Marcelo and, and the whole academy and, you know, my conduct reflected, you know, on him. So honestly, it's a lot of responsibility because, you know, for black belts, the black belts were kind of like kicking your ass and everybody was gunning for you. So it's kind of the same as purple belt, right? It's like... <laughs> Yeah, every time you get a new belt, they're like the dudes that are right under you. Are like, let me test them because if if I'm if I can tap them, that means I, I deserve that belt too. You know what I mean? So <laughs> the best is oh, yeah. during promotions, right? The promotions when it's like it's like when we're getting close is like and and there's that one guy that never rolls with you and all of a sudden keeps asking you because you're like the marker, you're like the bar for them, right? <laughs> yeah. All of a sudden, that purple belt is like, it's like, yo, why does this guy keep asking me to roll with him? He's never asked me to roll with yeah. him. Like, he's just <laughs> testing himself. He doesn't even show up to class. Promotions in two weeks. That's why no, yeah, no, it's, it's always the last week before promotions. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck were you doing this whole time? He took like three classes in a row. Like, come on, give me a break, bro. <laughs> And then like, and then during promotion, he gets his brown belt and it's like, oh, and he thanks you. At this point to like, I mean, I'm, you guys, I, I think we all have seen it before, but like 
you see every promotion, you're like, whoa, who are all these people? And then you see the people who are getting their browns and blacks, like, man, you're still around. Awesome. Yeah. And it's crazy how how time flies, bro. Because he's like, yo, wasn't that dude a blue belt the other day and now he's getting his brown? <laughs> like, what the hell? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, that, that one's actually, yeah. There were a couple people I'm like, whoa, I didn't know you were even a purple belt getting your brown. <laughs> yeah. My plan was when I was a purple belt, I was like, uh, my my dream as was like, all right, when I get my brown belt, I'm just going to like travel the world, train jujitsu and like, you know, and go in all these different places. And, you know, and I told uh, Dan Koval about it and he's like, shut up, bro. He's like, <laughs> he's like just, just like, just stick around in two, three years, you get your black belt and you can do whatever you want. Shut up. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, okay, Dan. <laughs> I had the same dream. Never happened. (laughs) If you bounce around, like, I feel like it's much harder to eventually get it though, right? Yeah, I agree. You sort of reset the clock if you do that too much. Yeah, it's true. It's like you go to, because then, you know, like, a lot of people went to Marcelo's with their brown belt, and then I see, like, it takes up a lot longer. Oh, yeah. Like, you know what? I guess you got to kind of gain the trust of 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 the sensei or whatever. Yeah. You, I mean, you want to get a feel for the guy, right? You want to get yeah. to know him before you're like, yo, I recognize you as like a black belt under me. But then there's some, there's some teachers that like, they don't want just a guy that's going to like come, come here and, you know, get a, get a black belt and bounce. Right. It's like, they want to like somebody that actually represents the Academy. Right. You know? It's hard though, man. I think, I think like, honestly, I, I, after I got my brown belt, like I, up. Super, I mean, my brown belt, my. Black, should I keep on the topic of black belt? I mean, brown belt. Or should I keep? <laughs> tell your Whatever. story, bro. Whatever. Yeah, just, just tell let my story. Go. Let it flow. Uh, let, let, let it come. Let it come out my heart. Let it come out my heart. <laughs> I, uh, man, I got my black belt. I'm excited and all that. But man, now like, I'm, I'm really, I don't really know what to do. Like, I want to roll, dude. I don't know what's gonna happen when they open up Marcelo's again. I, I kind of, I'm kind of like, man, am I gonna quit jujitsu? Like. Yo, yo, all, right, all, right, like, all right, calm down, bro. You're, you're having a nervous breakdown like you, <laughs> you did I'm, I'm, when, you, when you were sitting depressed, next to me, bro. when you were sitting next to me and they were like, you know, you didn't get a stripe and you started crying and you were like, bro, bro, they didn't get it. They didn't call me up for a stripe. They didn't call me up for a stripe. And then they call you up for a black belt. <laughs> so calm down, calm down. I was pumped. Yo, I was talking. I was like, was "Yo, bro, bugging. can you believe that, bro? Can you believe that?" He was like, "I gotta wait another year. I gotta wait another year." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You think Yo, your mustache was on point? I think. Uh, oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Do you think uh, Mercury was in retrograde then? Was that why he went so crazy? I oh, think uh, Saturn and Mars were like a line. Probably. Oh yeah, yeah, that'll do it. That'll do it right there. Yeah. The only thing yeah, that was the, the, the only thing that was in alignment that night was my credit card and the fucking nightclub. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good night, my dude. We did it, baby. Uh, that was one bottle of whiskey or two bottles of whiskey. I can't remember. Uh, anyway, so brown belt. Yeah, so I guess there's really not much to brown belt, but just keep training, right? <laughs> training guy. So for those of you that are listening and you're, you know, hoping that there was going to be some sort of secret sauce. No, it's not secret sauce. It really isn't. Like once you get to this point, it's just like, you, you know what you know and you know, and like, so you know your, your, 
like your weak point, so you're just addressing it. All right. So like so, once you like make it past the hump from so, blue to purple, like you're kind of on the path. So, so what are some of the questions you guys gotten from like lower ranks when you wore brown belts? Oh man, I didn't realize how stupid some of those questions sound until brown belt. Like something as simple as like, how do I make a proper grip? And then they're just grabbing any part of the game. I'm like, well, it depends on the scenario where you're, you know, what position are you in? Are you on bottom or top? It's like, that can dictate where your grips need to be. <laughs> yeah, I mean, those questions, when they ask you those questions, you kind of realize, like, how big of, there's, like, a huge gap, a big hole in their game, you know? It's like, wow. Like, something that's so obvious is like, man, dude, come on. They put a little thought into that, that question, though. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I guess, like, you know, like, just basic things, like grips, very basic people who don't get that concept until sometimes late in the game, which is terrible. Like that's one of the first things that you should be learning. But yeah, man. Uh, what else? Just like finishing submissions, you know, very loose, like the arm, arm bars is a lot of, I get a lot of questions on arm bars. It's just, you know, just holding the palm up, having the thumb up, lifting your hip, like just basic tightening your leg, putting your knees together to trap that arm in between your legs. There's a lot of like details that are, are always kind of missing in the, within the lower belt, you know? That's true. I mean, that, that's kind of like when I finally understood when like upper belt, like when I asked that question, they would just be like, stop talking, show me. And I'm like, oh, that's why. I sounded that dumb, huh? I get it. <laughs> He's like, yo, he keeps getting, he keeps getting out of my, my, my arm. I try to arm bar, he keeps getting out, bro. I don't know what to do. I was like, all right, let me see what you're doing. And it's like his arm bar is like mad loose. He's like hitchhiking his way out of his arm bar. It's like it's not even an arm bar. It's like a fucking omoplata. It's like, dude, totally wrong. Like you got this totally wrong. Yeah, exactly. So he's in an omoplata asking you, you know, how to finish this arm bar. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what that's. Dude, like, not for nothing, but I definitely have gotten a lot of, like, that style of question about, like, leg lock style, like, leg lock mm-hmm. position, where it's like, oh, so I'm in the honey hole, and, like, I'm going for the inverted heel hook, and it's like, no, you're not. Like, that's not what that is. <laughs> oh, <laughs> damn. I feel like I was one of those people asking Chris those questions. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, so... um Last piece of advice, guys, or I should say, you know, what were some of the lessons that you actually learned from being a brown belt? You know, bullet points, you guys. Who wants to take a hit at that? You got Who wants to take a hit? <laughs> Dr. Chris? Dr. Chris? Soon, soon uh, eventually. Um, man, I don't know. Like, you know, I, I'm still in the middle of it, but I would say, like, it's a lot more responsibility to kind of, figure out what you need to work on and like what resources you need to seek out to improve those. Like, you know, even training, um, you know, we train at like a pretty, pretty amazing school, but like maybe the coach who's teaching that class you're in, like, isn't the right one to answer that specific question. Or like, maybe you need to do ask, like maybe one of your teammates is actually like the best person to ask that question. So just like thinking about and kind of spending a little bit of time before or after class or when you're at home, like figuring out these things. Cause again, like at least with what I'm doing, it's sort of just like refining these little details and like, you know, elements of pressure and things that are a little bit more subtle that are harder to just like 
go up to your head coach and be like, Oh, like, how do I get better at doing this? And it's too vague. You need to like, you know, I, I've been in my own experience trying to seek out more specific advice from people who I think are good at that specific thing. So one of the things that I've learned actually in Brambo, now that I think about it is, um, finding the right partner. I think, uh, you know, cause you start realizing your weakness, for instance, like if you have a lousy passing when somebody has, has doing like a spider guard or something like that, you start rolling with guys that are really good at spider guard, you know, and then you roll with them, you get your ass kicked and then you're like, Hey bro, how did you do that? So you start, you know, learning how to, the why, you know, like, why did you do that? How did you do that? And how do I defend against that? And how do I pass your guard? You know, they, they start people you start picking the right training partner and they start giving you the right answers to your question. And also like if you, you're terrible at passing half guard, you know, you can roll with somebody that, that's really good at half guard. So there's lots of, you start uh, patching the holes in your game. So that was, that was really what I took from, from Brown Bell is start patching up what I, where I needed to, to patch up. Mm. Yeah. yeah same, same here. Like, Honestly, it's more about like really coming to terms with the fact that like these are the deficiencies in my game, and I kind of found patches at Purple Belt to kind of get around the problem. And now at Brown, I'm like I'm really trying to find a solution and understand like are my deficiencies a result of my body type or is it a bad habit? And if it's a bad habit, how do I change it? And if it's just something my body physically can't overcome, then okay, let me change up an existing technique that I'm capable of doing to accommodate for that. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And then, like you said, the body type, like you, you start learning, hey, man, I have long limbs, so maybe I should just start doing triangles or, you know, like you, you start learning about your body mechanics and what works best for you. That's awesome. Yeah, because yeah, like there are guys who are like, I'm going to pull like a Bernardo Faria deep out guard. I'm like, what's but your you're like motherfucker yeah, that's okay. like 130 <laughs> <laughs> Don't wait and tell you that shit off. I'm sorry. Yeah, man. Like I, I mean, as a brown belt, I was really trying to work on uh, my that Bernardo game, man. But I ain't about that life, man. That's like that whole another level of like pain tolerance. <laughs> yeah, it's like you got a mean down there. Uh, I'm surprised you don't got like crazy cauliflower here, bro. You stay pretty throughout this whole yo, game. Yo, that's player. why I gave it up. Yo, you know how I got? I got a little bit of a, a cauliflower because I was drilling the entrance too deep half and after like Dude, me, me too. <laughs> two weeks of that i'm like yo why is my ear all of a sudden i started getting like cauliflower yo i gave up that game <laughs> and then like, I just started, yeah i started then i bought a uh, paul schreiner's dvd half we are not sponsored by paul schreiner dvd by digits by the way <laughs> but if you want to sponsor us <laughs> Uh, really oh I like your boy <laughs> yeah it was uh, it was really a game changer uh, so mm-hmm. shout out to Paul Schreiner for my my entire like half of um, I guess my third fourth stripe as a brown belt was Paul Schreiner's game and it was really a game changer because I looked at his body type and I'm like yeah he, he kind of like I have the same body type so it does matter you guys at least to me this is just my opinion but also like being a brown belt, I think some of the takeaways for me was just like learning to just like, for me, I almost quit brown belt because of injuries, but I almost quit it because I was getting burnt out. Um, but thank goodness 
for my boys. Uh, so really having like friends in jujitsu, don't be that guy that doesn't have any friends in jujitsu. <laughs> um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that really helped me to, you know, look forward to going to jujitsu because like I got, I got to see my friends, the social aspect, you know, the lunch after it really carried me forward and they, and it really helps, you know, because jujitsu, you can't do it by yourself and you're kind of like forced to be social, you know, at least the people that you, you get in with, you know, get in where you fit in. And, um, let's see what else. Uh, so that's one aspect. And then, so let me see, finding what works for me, the, the, the friends and what caused me, you know, from Brown to black belt, I just kind of just like kept showing up and just like my attitude. Um, I, I realized that, you know, I just had to just keep my head down and, and, uh, and do the work, you know, just like I did years earlier, but, you know, I'm a very extrovert kind of person, but I kind of just like learned to just be a little bit more reserved, you know, as far as like putting out energy, because like I said, you know, it's like you're representing an academy or representing your, your, your teacher. So whoever your, your teacher is, you know, uh, and every academy is different. I feel like, you know, some academies will allow, you know, the shit talking and the banter and all that stuff. Uh, as for the academy that I came from or, and all these other guys came from, we're like, you know, they look at everything, you know, not just your, your ability to be the best in the world, but also your conduct. So I really had to look at it from that perspective. So, uh, sure. which, which allowed me to be a black belt. Yeah. Any last words, you guys? I don't know. I want to have a barbecue. <laughs> Korean barbecue, man. Looking forward to that. Seriously. Oh, that'll be dope. That'll be nice. <laughs> no, nah, I don't want to be in out, indoors at all, man. This summer, I want to be outdoors as much as possible. So. Yeah. No, I'm saying I'll make the, I'll make the Korean barbecue and, we'll, and I'll bring it to a place outdoors mm. and then hey, chill. Hey, G, G, can you, can can you bring your mats to the park? <laughs> I only have one. So like one more, one other person has to bring, buy one. Dude, that would be so cool, bro. Jiu-Jitsu in the park. <laughs> can make it happen. Do yeah. you think it's safe if you just like both wear masks? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I'm going to wear the uh, CDC certified, like, you know, the full on, you know, quarantine, quarantine suit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The hazmat suits. Yeah. Hazmat suits. That's, that's, oh, our, you just, you that's just our next product. Face thing, that's you our know, next ratchet. bag over the face. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys keep coming with ideas because, you know, I just started, uh, I just made some pins, some ratchet dojo pins, patches and stickers. <laughs> so get your fan. Dude, make ratchet dojo face mask. Let's do it. It'll be funny. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking about that, but nah, you know, I don't know. Maybe I'll say keep it ratchet or something like that. You need the mug, bro. So when you got the when you do the the video. Oh ooh, yeah! yeah. Oh damn, oh, damn baby. You, can you be you my know, consultant? You, I, <laughs> you, you already know I'm here. I'm hired. I hired myself. Uh, <laughs> all right. So okay. So last words, you guys. Um, if wherever you're, you know, a, a lot of academies are opening this week or this month or whatever, right? So you know, however, uh, you train, just just. Be safe, you guys. Uh, let's not, you know, continue this Corona, uh, uh, COVID nineteen pandemic. You know, let's let's just make sure that we stay safe wherever it is. And uh, you know, until next time, you guys, uh, stay safe and remember, everyone could get a little ratchet. That's it.